0: Hello, Tamarindo Podcast listeners. Welcome
1: back. Hola, amigos. Brenda, it's good to see your face virtually. ¿Cómo estás? ¿Qué pasa contigo?
0: Well, what is happening with me is that me and every single woman that has ever been with a terrible lover or have had their heart broken or even hints of it being broken is completely energized by... Shakira's latest track that uh, by the time you're listening to it, there's been 25 think pieces about it. It is phenomenal. I've never been more grateful to be the type of person that wakes up at four in the morning because I I saw the release kind of firsthand as it was re- reaching the universe. I've never been more <laughs> grateful to have lived experience to connect with the freaking song. I've never been more grateful to be a Spanish speaker to understand the lyrical genius that was that phenomenal song—it's just been a, a, a wave that I've been riding on. That I'm sure a lot of listeners have been riding on. Just complete awe of the way that Shakira destroyed her ex. Just amazing, amazing. Have you had a chance to listen yet, Anushayla? I,
1: I have. Yeah, those lyrics were 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 amazing. I mean, she's a she's a talented artist. <laughs> but yeah, I love was it. Not, just was so not energized. Expect- I was not expecting her to go. In so hard, (laughs) like that was intense. I mean, I saw the um, I mean, everybody's talking about it obviously, but I saw the 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 meme or the 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 image with so um, many memes where she but this the one I'm thinking of specifically is the where she her face slowly transforms into Paquita la del la del barrio.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, that's the first thing that I thought of when I heard the song. I was like, she is giving rata de dos patas, she is not holding back. She is giving Scum of the Earth amazing lyrics. Just spectacular. I, I'm i so energized. As some people have shared, even if you're in a great relationship, you're just extra mad at any past exes. It, it is just primal what she has um, disrupted in me. I love it. Or, I mean, un, or um, I tickled hope, in me. I, I love hope
1: it. it was, I hope it was healing for her. I mean, there's obviously a lot of emotions behind that song because to— be so direct. Yeah, you you know, he must have been a, a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just so great. Well, what's happening with you?
1: What's happening with me? Um, I th- what I'm thinking about now is I'm, uh, as a few weeks in, I'm thinking about, okay, how do I want to ease into this year? And I've come up with some words that I'm going to feel into, that I'm going to embrace. So I'm just going to share my words for, for 2023. Um, yeah. I like to think about intentions rather than resolutions. So what I want to be and feel more. And so my words for this year are surrender is the first one. Surrendering. I've been practicing it. It's been feeling so good just to surrender. So when things feel tight, let go. Um, Related to that, another phrase, easeful discipline. So, you know, again, if things feel too hard, that means they might not be for you. So how can I Act with discipline, but also like not force things. Um, and then lastly, just I'm leaning into more joy. Last year was a lot of healing. This year, more joy. And I thought of this through four L's is what I thought of. Um, learning, laughing, loving, listening, listening to myself, loving myself and others more. Just laughing more. And and I love learning. So and that gives me a lot of joy. So those are a few of my words and, and intentions for, for yeah. 2023.
0: Those L's are like already I can already see them at home goods printed on like a frame. <laughs> it's, it's it's giving very live laugh love energy. I know, but right? learning la- laughing loving listening. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Uh, for me I only have one word and it's just fun. I'm going to have so fun. much fun this yes. year. I yes. just And <laughs> the we- list
1: That's we're trying to have fun, y'all. If y'all are on on the same train with us, join us. Come to our events. We have things coming up. Listen to our episodes. We're going to be having a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, actually, since you mentioned events, it's good to have it on the front end for y'all that are listening. We have a couple events happening. One is that we're having our podcasting workshop. That's later this month. And then next month in February, we're going to have a fantastic opportunity to rekindle that love with ourselves. That's also happening very soon. All the details will be posted very soon at the Podcast forward slash events. Just planting those seeds for now. So speaking of intentions, Anishela, what do you have?
1: So today we are joined by Chicana actress, singer, dancer, and East L.A. native Annie Gonzalez. She starred on the much-loved Netflix show, Hintified, and is set to appear in Eva Longoria-directed film, Flaming Hot. Uh, during the interview, we talk about how she approaches life, her path as an actress, and her experience on Hintified. It's a beautiful conversation, and we hope you enjoy it. So today we have the pleasure of being joined by the very talented Annie Gonzalez. Thank you so much for joining us Anta Marino today. Ah,
2: thank you. Lovely and excited to be here.
1: Yes. So anyone that has a pleasure of you, the pleasure of you, the pleasure of following you um, on Instagram or other places knows that you radiate joy and you radiate realness. Mm. Um, I know a feeling that I've had sometimes looking at your stories is like, what is she on? And and can I get a little a bit more of that? Ah. Um <laughs> No, for and and, and someone I got to meet you in person, I, I can attest that you are that fun, real, raw, kind, beautiful human being. So the question I wanted to open up for um, our listeners with is, can you tell us about a little bit about the energy that, that you radiate? How do you approach life? And then how do you then just, you know, how does that translate to social media?
2: I love that question. And that's so interesting. It's so interesting when you're asked about yourself in that way, something that like, uh, that, that we don't necessarily think about, right? Like how are you such an intellect? How, how are you so brilliant and kind and loving? And it's like, it's like, I don't know how, I think I just, at an early age, I've and I, I meant that towards you, right? Like, oh, like hey, you, like, how thank are you, you. so you're brilliant, you kind and of loving? <laughs> I feel like if someone asked you that, you're like, huh? I don't know. I just, I'm just trying to be the best version of myself. I think a, right. long, a long time ago, I realized through the work that we do as creatives, like allowing God to work through me. Like I am, I'm just a vessel. Like I, I am consciousness, I'm source energy. I'm connected to God. I'm connected to source energy. So I think what I try and do is just move through life with childlike joy. I try my hardest to move through life with no assumptions, um, with as little negative judgment as possible, because, you know, like I've discussed with you, I think before, like judgment is necessary. Like, this is good. This is bad for me in my experience. Now Mm. I, I just try and be free so that others can be, freed themselves. You know, I try and do what works for me, what, what, what allows me to move through love and laughter. And in this season of my life now, I'm, I'm allowing more of like my pain and my anger to shine through and realizing that those are also necessary tools to the whole paradigm and to the whole um, totality of, of who I am in this human experience. So the fact that you see me like that damn, that's an honor. And thank you. I'm just, listen, I'm just trying to have fun, right? Like the whole point of this experience on this earth, which is like a blip in time is it is so small. Like I want it to be enjoyable. So that's, that's kind of my MO here. And, and, and if it's enjoyable for me and I'm working and being obedient and listening to my source energy, my higher self, my consciousness, it's going to benefit the rest of the world. Hopefully.
1: Right. That's the goal. I, yes. <laughs> I love that. And I remember, I think there was a post in which you said um, it was really about just like enjoyment, not even focusing so much on growing because that just happens naturally, I think is what you said. And it's funny that you had that post because I literally was talking to my therapist. Shout out to therapy. Everyone should to go. Therapy. Once a week. <laughs> and my therapist was like, what if you just let yourself plateau? <laughs> what if you just let yourself just be here right now? And and not be actively trying to grow all the time because you're grow you're just growing like that's just happening. What if you just let the growth happen on its own? It's inevitable,
2: <laughs> is what I'm learning. Right. Like I went on uh, vacation with my beautiful friend Linda, and we're there. We're on this tropical island, and there's all this vegetation, and it's green and it's beautiful, and we're just in awe and admiration of it. And she's like, "Look at how beautiful it is!" Like I, the reason I love coming out into nature like this is it's so still it's doing nothing. And yet it's flourishing. It's growing. Like nobody's out here watering, trying hard. They're not trying hard to grow. They're just growing. They're taking just what they need from the land. Mm -hmm. And I'm out here like, yeah, growth is inevitable. It's going to happen. Now if I'm present in each experience and I'm moving with intention, then how could I not grow? Right, I'm learning all the time. Now, unless I want to be a pendeja and do the same shit to keep me where I right. am <laughs> and I'm fighting for my limitations. You know, we have people that are like that and it's, maybe they're not pendejas. They're just, fuck, sometimes people are in pain and they're like, this is what's keeping me safe right now. More power to you. I get it. It's hard. It's, but I don't think it has to be. For me, the idea of source energy and consciousness and God, like, you know, like, I mean, because like, when I speak of God, I mean, like, god like i don't mean religion i mean source energy consciousness they them god like god to me is yes. genderless. god just exists yep. god is this planet right yes so when i said because i think sometimes you know you use the term god and people get turned off and it's like my god is right. your god is our god and, and god will give you whatever you believe whatever you have faith in now if you think i know god this is going to be hard god's going to be like oh you think it's going to be hard okay yeah your wish is my command got it for sure but if i'm like yo god make this easy for me, bring everything into my awareness and experience. I want this to be like, God's like, Oh, you believe that's baby. Here's a million dollars. Like I do (laughs) believe that that's possible, but it's about like the God within our mind. It's about breaking these barriers inside our beautiful little heads, like all of these limitations and things that we've been fed. It's about the deprogramming, you know, to realize that rest is productive. It can, Sitting there and just letting God speak to you, letting consciousness speak to you, meditating, sitting in stillness, not having to that's something I'm really struggling with, because I'm a Capricorn moon and a Scorpio. So I'm always like, grow from your ashes. <laughs> so I'm always, yeah. so I have to remind myself, like, rest is productive, stillness is necessary. I am necessary. Even if I do nothing, I am worthy. I am worthy. I am worthy. I am worthy. I am worthy.
1: Yes, that is the most, one of the most beautiful lessons that I've learned for sure. Um, Well, I want to transition a little bit. So how you go about life and I want to learn a little bit more about your your background, like how did you get to where you are now? So, for example, you shared with me that you didn't finish college, right? Mm-hmm. And so I know the message that many of us, especially Latinx folks, we've always grown up here and go to college, go to college. If you get if you go to college, you'll have all of these things. Even though for many of us, it's created serious financial stress, mm-hmm. right? Because we've ended up with thousands in debt and no family trust fund to to help cover it. Sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. So and 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 by no means am I advocating people not go to college at all. But I think there's so many different paths that we can take. And I was, and I would love for you to share a little bit about how you grappled with that decision and, and how you knew that, um, your decision and your specific path was, was the, the one you wanted to follow.
2: I think really what our families mean when they say that is like, don't ever stop being a student of life. Like don't stop learning. Don't become complacent is, is how I've learned to absorb it. Um, I was going to ELAC, East LA college, East LA community college, um, and I come from a family of educators. My mom's a teacher. I had two theas um, that were teachers. One of my theas is, is a professor at Scripps College. Um, and I remember I was I was really young, I think I was like 20, 21, and I decided I was like, and I've been acting since I was nine years old professionally, and I decided, you know what? I don't want." to do this in this traditional sense like I want to pursue the industry like I see it clearly I know what I want and I know that this isn't the only through line to get there right now where my energy is and my focus like I don't think I can do school from nine to five and homework at the end of the day and still like it's it just didn't feel like it made sense for me energetically so I remember I went to my mom and I mustered up all the courage and I was like mom Here's the deal. I have something that I'd like to talk to you about. She's like, "Oh my god, you're pregnant!" And I was like, "No." I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a cakewalk." Okay, girl. I was like, "Let me tell you, <laughs> you know." And I, I told her I didn't want to go to college and I wanted to pursue acting full time. And I figured that this was the best time. All that, you know, my youth is only lasts for so long, and I'd like to tackle it while I can. And I had the energy and the gusto and the naivety, right, <laughs> to be able to do so. And she was like, and this, and this is why I say what my previous statement was about forever being a student, um, and being intentional about it. She said, okay, that's fine. You don't want to go to college. Totally understand, respect that. Then you need to create your own curriculum and it's not going to be easier. It's going to be more difficult because you're going to have to figure out how you're going to get from point A to point F, like on your mm. own. So what class like you create, you know, what classes are you gonna take? Figure out your work schedule, you know, and because she couldn't help. She was a single mom. Like I'm a single mom from my only child. We bought our own home at at 15. I helped contribute with some of the money that I made when I was a kid. So I was, I was like, all right, I gotta figure this shit out on my own. So I started taking acting classes and working and and I would sit and I would manifest. I would call upon my ancestors like, yo, I would try and figure out how breakdowns, So like, you know, I did my due diligence on what I wanted because I realized that there were so many different mediums and forms to get to where I wanted to go. Um, and I think I just trusted my gut and knew that I was smart enough to achieve what I wanted. I think th- there are certain occupations that you that you it's imperative that you go to school for and what those are it's in order to be an educator to be a doctor and and anything to do with law or engineering right like you need to go to school for those artistry can be a little different if you want. And then, then there's also prestigious schools, like Yale school of drama. Like there's a school like right. in London, like there's prestigious schools. Like that just to me, wasn't a viable option. I didn't have the finances. Right. Like even when I was trying to apply for FAFSA, I was too young and it was based off of my mom's income. And she's a teacher when she still makes fucking peanuts. We didn't qualify for shit. So I had to get a little smart about it. And I refused to let the systems at play determine my level of success. What what I was able, what I was capable of reaching. I refuse to let that be a thing. So yes, yeah. But I also encourage, like, if you feel like you can do school and it works for you in that way, like it's it's difficult. I feel like our schooling system, it's like it's made for one type of person. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very rarely for. I I realize, like I I still study all the time. I, I, t- I do private one-on-one coaching because I realized for me, I need that attention. I don't work well in, in um, when there's too many people. I get distracted. I start wanting to socialize. I start wanting to show you what I can do. Like it's, it's, but like know thyself, right? Like it's okay. I'm okay with understanding that. So I still, I, I take my boxing classes. I take, I'm, I'm forever a student of life and I'm totally okay with that.
1: I love that. Just being a student of life and really figuring out what is the education that you need for your particular path and that it like requires that discipline. And I can see that you've had that discipline since you were nine years old, you said. I
2: I had to, I, I have, I've had ADHD for a while <laughs> and knowing that, you know, my mom didn't want to put me on any medication. So we had, we figured out tools. I mean, listen, whether that was the right way or the wrong way, it was just the way that happened, that it happened. And now I'm, I try and find little shortcuts. I realize, like I was born with something a little bit extra. Like I get to use like, that. That can be my superpower if I choose it.
1: Yes. I, I love that. It's like looking at what do I have and how can I make that be a strength or a superpower? I love that. Um, real quick question is there anywhere that we can see like little annie on (laughs) on t like is there are any clips that you would that you would share those fully like locked up in the in the vault of never to be
2: i don't mind i you know what Uh, there would have been a point in there would have been a point in time where i would have said fuck no (laughs) but i'm really working i have been working on for a minute loving that beautiful little girl who was just trying her yes. best. And yes. she is so fucking cute. And you she's on YouTube. It's called Jam X Kids. Jam X Kids. Kids. And we were okay. we sang and we danced and and we were trying to get kids off the couch dancing.
1: That's so cute. I love it. I love it. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> um, I think it's so cute to see. To see. I don't know you. I'm sure you're familiar with Amanda Seals. So um, I'm aging myself, but I I watched her. I used to watch this uh, kids show called My Brother and Me that she was on, and I knew that I recognized her when I saw her on Insecure from that from that show that I watched growing up. It's so funny. Oh
2: my gosh, I love Amanda. We met doing some charity work across the border and we just became like homies. Like I had no idea. That makes sense that she was also a child. Yeah. She was a a child actor. Yeah. She's
1: fucking brilliant. I love her. (laughs) She's amazing. Yeah. We're big fans on Tamarindo. Um, Okay. So most of our listeners know that you were part of the amazing ensemble Cast of Hintified, we were heartbroken when we learned there wouldn't be another season. I remember watching that last episode and already knowing. And I felt like I was going I was like going through a breakup. It's like I was like watching the last show, knowing it was the end and trying to be <laughs> present with it. It was it was bittersweet. Um can you tell us a little bit about the experience of of working on the on the show and, and what it meant to you and, and what how it's impacted you now?
2: Yeah oh my God, without that show, I wouldn't have the fruitful career that uh, that's blossoming for me right now. Without those creators and those beautiful people that I met, I feel like I wouldn't have the support that I've needed um, to keep growing in this industry. Um, so grateful to that show, so grateful to the story. I feel like my character, for me in particular, I, I feel like I got to grow and heal. Um, a lot of different spaces of myself and my childhood, you know I think it's it's a beautiful thing as artists to be able to say yes to a body of work that you know is gonna benefit you on a personal level, so of course it's gonna benefit the collective, you know if you're healing, then you get to simultaneously heal. as you let your light shine, you unconsciously allow others to do the same, right so yes. It was one of the most beautiful experiences. I remember when we were auditioning. Um, I, I, it's so funny that you brought that up. I I had just came across an old journal and I flipped it to a random page and it was before I had booked it and I had written in my journal. I can see myself playing Lydia on Hentified um, uh, uh, on the Netflix platform. Like, I can't wait. I know I'm going to kill it. Like, I, and this was before I had gotten it. This was, I think, after my first director session. Um. yeah, man, that show, that show changed my life in a lot of ways. It showed me like that I could do it. It was the first show that I got to do multiple episodes back to back, like a long period of time um, as an adult on screen, you know,
1: mm-hmm. and to
2: really develop and flesh out this beautiful woman who was deeply flawed and trying her best to take care of her and her child while going to school and, 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 you know, trying to make a name for herself in in um uh, in academia like it's just yeah it was beautiful it was my favorite i'm still friends with all of them so
1: linda yeah linda i mean is one of my my best friends yeah linda the 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 writer and, and creator right? yeah yes I mean, you could t- you can tell watching the show that y'all love each other. So that's that's real. That's, that's not just amazing acting. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, we did. And the, we do. And the funny thing is, like, during shooting of the first season, everybody was like, are you and JJ, like, doing a thing? And if you are, can you stop, please? Because we want this to go for a couple seasons. Like, that always ends up fucking shit up. And we're like, oh, my God, no. Like, I have a boyfriend. We're just really good at what we do (laughs) now we just loved each other we love each other and that's palpable you know
1: yeah i mean shout out to everybody that worked on that show it yeah what a beautiful powerful show and 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 the casting because yeah you can tell y'all just were it was a beautiful energy between all of you and i'm so glad that y'all still have these friendships from it and that it's been such an impactful show and and in your in your for your career as well
2: yeah and for, yeah, the for the community, for the community too, hundred percent, yes, I've yes. Had, I've had so it was huge, right? I mean, yes, at least from what I've received, it was it was it's so beautiful to hear to see so many women and it reach out to me and be like, you know, before you. Seeing you on TV, I would never seen women that look like me represented in their fullness and their full figures, and I didn't know I was beautiful until I saw your face on screen. Ooh, that makes me emotional. Hey. I'm like, because I didn't know I was yes. beautiful for so long. Like, I always oh. thought I was ugly, and my features were this, and and that's me still having Eurocentric features. Like, if I'm being quite honest, I don't look like, you know, like I don't look very indigenous, but I don't look super. I don't look white either. Like, I'm in that in and and I'm like, dang, ain't nobody look like me? That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. But to see and I hope we keep progressing in that, you know, like yeah and we are, you know, with films like yeah. Roma and Wakanda Forever, like having those films introduced yes. into our sphere reminds us that we that we are worthy regardless, that we are beautiful always. We have been and forever will be
1: yeah so powerful i know for me it was also i mean i yeah it was powerful for many reasons but also you know my my first name is anna my name is anna Sheila, and so you know Anna, you know being the, the as a queer person i was like yes yes, fuck yes. You know? and an artist like <laughs> yes it was yeah it was beautiful Okay, so we have questions we always ask our guests. They're called our rapid-fire questions, matracas, basuras, and calma. Damn so a matraca is something that you want to give a shout-out to. That's something that you're loving. And because this can be anything. It can be person, place, concept, thing. It could be like, I love, like, slippers. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it can be any serious or, or, or silly. Um, basura is something you're putting in, in the trash. And then lastly, your calma is something that's keeping you grounded right now. It's keeping you centered. Okay. So yeah, whichever one you want to start with.
2: What do I love? Um, I love uh, moving my body. I love, yeah. I love, I love my body. I love the way it works. I love that it's, yes. that it's useful. I love that some days I'm looking at it and I'm like, damn, I'd have sex with myself. And then I love and poo. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I love, and, and on the days when I don't feel like that, I love that it wakes up and I can hug myself if I need it. And I can go for a walk and, and I have muscles and a cheek and eyes and, and, and that I'm that it's still physically here to hug the people I love.
1: Yes. So matraca to our, to your body, to our bodies and to loving relationships with those bodies. Yes. Um, Okay. How about la basura? What are you putting in the trash right now?
2: La basura. uh, Expectations, people's expectations of me and the expectations I have on people. I, I want to stop projecting. Yeah. I, I want to throw all that shit away. It's not useful. It's not helpful. I want, uh, yeah, that's what I don't want. So I want to bring in more curiosity. So letting go of expectations.
1: Love it. So replacing expectations, putting that in the basura and shifting towards curiosity. Amen. Yes, love it. And then lastly, what is giving you calma right now? What's keeping you grounded?
2: Um, by discipline. You know, like uh, the things that we know we need to do, but sometimes we don't want to do because we're in moods, but that's the thing we should do to help us get ourselves out of the mood, like journaling, like meditating. Um, Monday through Friday, I've been deciding that I'm waking up at 5 a.m. because it gives me enough time to set the tone of my day before the day sets the tone of me. So
1: say that one more time for people.
2: (laughs) It gives me enough time to set the tone of my day before the day sets the tone of me. Yes. And I don't listen, y'all. Just to be fair, I don't always like it, but I know that I love it when I'm up, and I'm giving myself yes. grace. Sometimes I just, all I can do is the alarm goes off at four forty-five. I snooze it till about five o'clock, and then at five, I'm like, all right, Mama, get up. You got this. You made a promise to yourself. Don't disappoint yourself. This makes you feel good. Even if I just turn on my little salt rock lamp in my room, and I'm sitting up half asleep, I'm like, all right, just sit here for ten minutes go take the dog for a walk you got this and within literally within not even 10 minutes i'm like up i'm drinking water i'm like yeah what's up guys hey.
1: that's beautiful um i i love that i I really love that um what has what has helped you actually like get get up because i mean that's early like what helps you actually do it Like, what what's going on in your mind you know I
2: feel, and this is something that I'm still working on, I feel very responsible to a lot of people. And Hmm. I realize the later in the day that I wake up, the world energetically is rustling and bustling. And I feel that it feels very palpable for me. And in order to still feel like I can serve the world and be in it and not of it, I need to take that quiet time, alone time with God for myself. Yes. It helps ground me in my discernment. It's, it helps me, um so I don't really do New Year's resolutions because I just, I don't. Um Because I think of every day as a new year for me. Shit, tomorrow's not promised, right? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, but I'd like to implement my year with certain words. And so right now yeah. um, it's radical acceptance, obedience and freedom. Mm. So if I'm present and I'm accepting fully what's there, then I can listen to the call. Cause what's the point of purpose mm-hmm. of having a purpose, a God centered, a conscious centered purpose. If you're not obedient to the call, Mm. and sometimes mm. at first you'll be matraca, Mat- so that <laughs> right? All the matrakas, yes and so it, sometimes at first it can feel daunting and it can feel, but once you do it and and you have your why, like I have my why, like if I was just waking up at 5am for pendejadas, I wouldn't do it, right? Like, But right. I know that I like it. It gives me the morning. I'm still figuring out my routine right now. Like, okay. Cause, yeah. I, cause when I get up, I, I'm a person who's like, go, 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 go. So I'm learning to find more stillness in that as well. So I'm just yeah. like, it's a practice. Like no one taught me this. It's okay. Sometimes I, and these are the places that I get to mother myself. I get to parent myself and, and to the things that I want to learn. Like I'm responsible now. I don't get to put it on anyone else cool what do I get to teach myself oh I love this
1: yes you know hey me encanta I love it I love it yeah I think that morning time is so sacred with yourself so sacred um yeah no that's really inspiring I I have my own practice I'm trying to get up earlier like I'm not at the 5 a.m yet I know but my morning time is so sacred. And what I always think about is like, okay, as I'm working to get up earlier, like what is like, if I can't do all the things that feel that I wish I could do, what is the most important thing? What is the big that will have the biggest impact in my ability to stay close to myself and, and, and to have that discernment and all of that? So if you can't, y'all, if you can't get up at 5 a.m. yet, what is that one? How can you just give yourself or- a few minutes to have this
2: maybe 5 a.m ain't your thing and that's right, exactly. okay when like, I, like yeah I exactly just, I also thank also you for saying that out yeah. there too you guys yeah. like some people's circadian rhythm is different some people are like right. no i don't want to fucking get up at 5 a.m i'd rather stay up till 2 a.m because i like that yeah. part of the silence for me yep. it's, you know and mm-hmm. like i because i honor that as well there was a point in time where i was yeah. i'm and i still am a night owl it's just where i'm at right now because i'm also gearing up to go shoot a movie That I can't talk about yet.
1: uh, (laughs) Um, And
2: and with with the structure of the schedule of of shooting schedules, it is sometimes it's like you're up at four a.m. You're up at, and I'm one of those because my Capricorn moon, right? If I have a call time that's at four a.m., you best believe I'm up at two thirty, and I'm at the gym already, so that I am awake when I'm on set. I like being yeah. awake for the day. Like I need yes. it because otherwise I'm not the most pleasant person to be around. If like <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah. So I will say, five a.m. is not for everyone. Do not beat yourself up. Do not com- do not compare yourself to anyone yes. else. First and foremost, okay. Comparison yes. is the thief of fucking joy. Comparison is the yes. thief of joy. Okay. But things to ground yourself, um, or or to take that moment for yourself, I always do a gut check, like when someone asks me a question, a lot of the time, because we want to please, or we want to serve the expectations that others have of us, we give an answer or a response that's serving them and not ourselves. Now, the best way to actually serve them is to first and foremost, serve your higher self. So the way in which I do that by grounding is sometimes it's even just taking that moment for yourself, for yourself. And I understand, you know, sometimes we got Pushy family members, or our moms, and they feel entitled, or our dads, and they feel, you know, they need the respect. Or <laughs> sometimes you have to teach people how to treat you. Yep, one hundred percent. And more often than not, it's very difficult, <laughs> but it's so worth it. And and more importantly, you got to teach yourself how you want to be treated. So treat yourself that way. Sometimes you saying no to yourself or saying, a, if it, for me lately, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no.
1: Hmm. Your time is way too valuable. Our time is way too valuable Our for
2: time that. to be stressed See? out in a place that you don't want to be at. Uh, yeah. You-
1: All right. Well, you've shared so many beautiful gems with everybody, with myself and our listeners, Annie. Is there any last message you want to share? Also, where can people connect with you. Is there anything coming up that you do want to share or that you can share <laughs> with our audience?
2: Um, well, Flamin' Hot is coming out. Uh, the beautiful film directed by Eva Longoria at Searchlight Pictures. We got um, Jesse Garcia, Devon Franklin, Bobby Soto. Oh my gosh, there's so many people um, in the film that did such an amazing job. Eva put her foot in it. Linda Yvette Chavez wrote the shit out of the script. It's It's going to be Think it's going to be a really powerful film for the for for everyone for everyone to watch who just like has a dream that they want to accomplish and they're like but i'm so small it's like no you're not you're as big as you think you are or you're as small as you think you are mm-hmm. um so i got that i can't share the next thing yet because it's not officially out i wish i could if i can i'll come back on here before this airs and 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 we'll oh, give us an
1: exclusive exactly hey.
2: exactly <laughs> um
1: Okay. But you have an exciting project coming
2: up. I do. And something that I've been working towards for a minute that I'm, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful came into my experience and my awareness, something that I want to leave everyone with, um, be kind to yourself. You are your most valuable asset. Um, humans are our biggest superpower is our adaptability so if you're met or faced with some adversity um welcome it it doesn't have to be as challenging as you're making it surrender to it accept it and love the bits about you that seem unlovable because they're the spaces that need the most love and you might be able to offer that grace to someone else
1: should they need it beautiful such beautiful words to end with. Thank you so much, Annie, for being on the show. We're Yay. so grateful.
2: Oh, I'm grateful. Thank you.
0: I'm so glad that you had a chance to talk to Annie. I know that we both were really happy to connect with her in Aspen, and we've loved seeing her step into some of this hosting work with community organizations. So love it. Love that we had an opportunity to have Annie on. So Anishela, let's uh, close out our episode today. Let's start with your matraca. What are you celebrating?
1: I am celebrating robes. Uh, I love it. Just the robes you wear at home. I I can't believe I've gone through this much of my life without realizing how wonderful robes are. Um, So I feel like they give you the combination of feeling luxury, uh, relaxed, and ching like chingon and chingona at the same time. Like I just feel all types of wonderful when I'm wearing robes, and it's so good when you're like not ready to put on clothes, like tight clothes. It just it's not in the robe, you know. It's I, it's been giving me life and leisure. Yeah,
0: fantastic. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do after the after a shower. I stay in my robe and I like lay down and scroll on my phone for definitely way too long. But it's I think I'm just enjoying el apapacho that the robe gives you it's so great it's so great so i think th- that is a fantastic matraca i have a question for you All what right. kind of robe do you have is it like a terry cloth is it like a towel cloth what sort of feeling is i have i have in?
1: both a bath robe and also a fuzzy warm robe so i got two mm. yes you got a transition cool. i'm really in, into transitioning depending on like what part of the day you're feeling i'm moving into <laughs>
0: I love that. I want to step into more fun this year, but I also want to step in more caftans. So it's sort of like an advanced robe. (laughs) It's a beautiful, elaborate robe that you can wear as clothes, like just wear it out. I want to do more of that. That's what I'm calling in for 2023 is more caftans. I love it. If listeners out there or if there's any Latina caftan creating brands, please reach out to me because I want them. I want them. (laughs) So I guess my matraca goes to Shakira because what a lyrical <laughs> genius! So double down on my matraca to Shakira. Yes. So Ana Sheila, what goes in la basura for you?
1: In la basura, when you order ordering vegetables in Mexico, so if so, a lot of times you'll see on the menu like oh a side of vegetables, right? And I and I love my vegetables. I, I call myself plant forward, and. But anytime, like that. <laughs> that's, my, that's my new thing. I'm not vegan or vegetarian anymore, but I'm. Um, me gustan las plantitas, comerlas, verlas, apreciarlas, appreciate them. <laughs> anyway, and then eat them. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And if it doesn't specifically say what kind of vegetables they are, they always bring you the same ones, Brenda. And it's all the vegetables I do not like. You want to know what they are? Tell us. So zucchini, I don't like zucchini. And it's always zucchini and chayote and green beans. And yeah, those like, are. I mean, that's chayotes like
0: are good, but not
1: the other ones. <laughs> I don't even like chayotes. Chayotes are okay. I can eat those, but I can't even eat zucchini unless it's like coated in in con butter, bread breaded and shit, like <laughs> con cremita, like calabacitas con crema. That are, okay, I can do those, but no. And I just every time, every time, I'm like, okay, let me try. Maybe I'll like the vegetables more this time. No, if it doesn't tell you what they are, it's gonna be zucchini and chayote and, and green beans. So, anyways, that's that's what I'm putting in la basura. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that's a good one. It's hard to get vegetables. I mean, anytime that I travel to Mexico for a while, I uh, end up missing things like broccoli. <laughs> I'm not getting access to very many veggies whenever I'm going there. Um, I'll tell you what I'm going with when I guess it's sort of more like a close call. It has, it didn't happen to me, but it could have happened to me. But here's what goes in la basura. Apparently, I just learned that if you go into the sentry lane when you cross the border the U.S. government will give you a pass once. They won't even mention it. They'll give you a pass the second time. They also won't even mention it. But on the third time, without ever having you given you a warning, they will impound your car and they will charge you $5,000 and they will handcuff you for hours until you pay up. This oh. is what the, U- the U.S. government is doing at the border. So this is, uh, uh, so I guess, of course, always U.S. And, Custom and Border Patrol goes in la basura. But in this case for stealing $5,000 from nice little tourists, probably mostly Mexican-Americans like me that I like to go back and forth, that did not know that there's been a warning. The one and two have, have, were warnings that you did not know about. So anyways, that, they go in la basura for that. All right. All right. Don't, don't go into the wrong line.
1: <laughs> don't go into the long line when you go to the border. Noted. Very noted.
0: Yeah. So what is giving you calma, Anishela?
1: Uh, I took a, uh, I've took been taking little breaks from, from social media um, and that's been feeling really good. And I think especially it felt really good beginning, starting this year, just because there's so much different, there's a lot of energy, people telling you how to start your year and, and what to do. And it was nice to not be in that kind of, not to be surrounded by that energy. So yeah, just taking breaks from social media has been nice and has been giving me a lot of calma, connecting with myself and people in, in real life. So that's my calma. Yeah,
0: that's good. That's a really good calma. I'll tell you that you're not alone. I think things have sort of slowed down. Like people just like you are also there was less of it. So even though you avoided it intentionally, that's good of you to have done that. And there's also been less of it. I think everyone's just a little bit tired. Yeah, the Internet.
1: I know that's that's how I felt. I was like, I'm tired and this isn't the most healthy relationship that I have. So let me take some space from you. Very um, good. Very anywho, good. how how about you? I also know it's been raining a ton in LA. I've been sending feeling like the love for y'all out there because I know we're not used to it. Um, how have you? How, has that affected your mood or or what's been? Helping? Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Um, and my dog Frida and I do not do well in the rain. We both just wither and die. Basically, <laughs> we do not do well in the rain. But luckily, the sun's out a little bit today, so. What, what happens with, I know, dog owners all over L.A. Um, probably can relate to this. Frida is not into the rain. It, she literally held it for a good 24 hours. She, she refused oh, no. to go to the bathroom. She refused to go outside. She had her little raincoat. She did allow me to put it on. And she was like, gung-ho. But as soon as she saw the rain, she's like, forget it. And she's just <sighs> been, like, very sad about it. But the minute that there was a little glimmer of sunlight the other day, we live by the metro. She knows that when you go on the metro usually means she's going to go to the State Historic Park, which is her favorite place on earth. She insisted. She pulled me into the metro and was like, "We are going on this metro. We are going uh, to the park." And so that that's that's what little Frida did. And after this recording, I'm going to bring in more of that galma and go outside and go on long, long walks. I absolutely love that. I know I've said it many times before, but it is just so wonderful. I encourage all of you, when you get a little bit of sunlight, go to a neighborhood that you aspire to be in. I love my new neighborhood to go pretend that I live in. My new, (laughs) where I cosplay that I live there is, (laughs) I love Pasadena. I'll go near the Langham and I will walk and walk and walk for five miles with poor little Frida. And it's been giving me so much calma this year.
1: I love it. Well, I'm glad you're getting a little bit of sunlight. Me da, me da gusto. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's our episode for today. Any last words you want to share, Brenda? Just
0: we are so grateful to each and every single one of you that listen to this podcast, especially as Anisheta just shared, like there is burnout when it comes to social media. So we uh, if we slow down on social media, that means that our efforts to market this podcast slow down. So if you could just do the do us the favor of if you like listening to the show and you like the folks that we bring into the show, please share an episode with someone that you love and let them know that uh, we want to hear them, that we want them to hear us. So thank you all for listening. Bon tu suéter.
1: Abrazos, besos. Ciao. Tamarindo Podcast is Brenda Gonzalez and Ana Sheila Victorino. Our producers are Mitzi Hernandez and Augusto Martinez of Sonoro Media. Our theme song is by Jeff Ricards.
0: If you want to support our work, please rate and review Thamarin the Podcast on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at thamarinthepodcast.com.